Frankie, come, come on. Frankie, come. Good boy, good boy. Sit, good boy. Down, down, good boy. And stay, stay, good boy. How about you? Can you sit down and stay for the next half hour? This is Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Hi there, and welcome to the December 2019 edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. I'm Devin from Canada. My goodness, where on earth did that year go? Let's begin this festive edition with a song by Jean Autry called Poppy the Puppy. <laughs> There are pups and pups and dogs and dogs, they're all nice, you'll agree. But there's one little pup I know you love especially. Poppy the puppy lives right in Santa Claus town. And though he's just a little pup, he's funny as a clown. Poppy the puppy hops up on Santa's sleigh. He helps him load his pack of toys, then barks, we're on our way. Poppy holds the reindeer reins between his fluffy paws, while climbing down the chimney goes good old Santa Claus. Poppy the puppy loves little girls and boys. He checks the list, you won't be missed, you'll get your share of toys. Santa Claus town And though he's just a little pup He's funny as a clown Poppy the puppy Hops up on Santa's sleigh He helps him load his pack of toys Then barks, we're on our way Poppy holds the reindeer reins Between his fluffy paws While climbing down the chimney Goes good old Santa Claus Poppy the puppy Loves little girls and boys He checks the list You won't be missed You'll get your share of toys Happy little, peppy little Funny little, cute little Poppy the puppy Let's turn now to an article written by Patty Ellis for the recent edition of 2x4 which is the publication of Guide Dog Users of Canada. It contains a number of timely reminders for this time of year. Patty Ellis is a retired teacher, a breeder of Labrador retrievers, and a guide dog handler who lives near Alliston, Ontario. 
Tips and Tricks for the Holidays by Patty Ellis. Hi folks, this issue's tips and tricks are directed at first-time guide dog handlers or handlers who may be on their second guide following many years of working with a well-behaved and predictable partner. I am talking about the dog here, not your partner partner. I find that they are not as easy to train. All kidding aside, for those of us who are old hands at dealing with the booby traps of the holiday season, the following tips and advice will not likely be necessary, but a review never hurt anybody. During the holiday season with its general excitement, strange relatives, and altered routines, it is very easy for a new pup, and new guides are still puppies, to get into serious trouble. Christmas decorations and Christmas presents, either wrapped or unwrapped, can pose serious threats to your pooch's health. First, the tree. Low-hanging ornaments, icicles that hang from both. Shiny tinsel and things that wrap around the tree are very interesting to dogs who often decide to sample some of them. We all understand about the glass balls, but icicles, tinsel, and the stuff called angel hair that some families may still use is made using spun fiberglass can be deadly. If your guide ingests any of these pretty but deadly little trinkets, you will want to call your veterinarian. You and your guide may end up by paying him or her a visit to give your holiday greetings in person. Removal of tinsel from the intestines could easily cost you $2,000. If your vet advises surgery, the quicker the offending objects are removed, the greater chance your dog has of surviving the experience. We all know that green grapes, onions, pork liver, chocolate, particularly baker's chocolate, can be extreme hazards to your dog's health. But some of your family may not realize that when a lovely piece of solid chocolate is wrapped up nicely with a bow, the curious and intelligent guide dog can often sniff it out. If you find an empty, mangled chocolate box liberally distributed throughout your living room, do not immediately panic. Try to discover exactly how much actual chocolate was used in making the chocolates and then perhaps call your vet. Remember to let your vet's office assistant know the breed of your guide because it does make a difference with regard to whether you should rush to the vet immediately. Although chocolate and other foods can be extremely dangerous and even life-threatening to certain breeds of guide dogs, such as shepherds, poodles and some goldens, labyrinths, or seem to have the digestive system of goats when it comes to chocolate. Years ago when my husband loaded the car with approximately 7 pounds of chocolate fudge and forgot to close the lid of the trunk, my laps got into it and snarfed it down at an alarming speed. In a panic, I called the 24-hour vet, resigning myself to a huge expense. The office assistant asked me the breed, and when I told her, she sighed then chuckled and said, just watch them and be ready for a possible deluge of diarrhea. She was right, and what a deluge it was. My friend's shepherd who a solid chocolate Santa wasn't so lucky. Often people go to the cottage for the holidays. The thing to ask the cottage owners is whether they use antifreeze in their toilets during the winter to keep the pipes from freezing. We all know that many dogs who may be fussy about the water in their dishes are extremely happy to slurp from the toilet, dribbling all over the seat as they slake their thirst. For some reason, antifreeze attracts dogs even more than straight, if I can call it that. Toilet water, if not attended to immediately by a veterinarian, the result will likely be dead even if the dog recovers, neurological damage may ensue. I don't want to sound all doom and gloom about the holiday season. If you can keep your dog close to their regular routine, you might consider keeping him or her on leash when visiting someone's home. You should be able to avoid problems and keep your partner in crime safe. Now, if you decide to eat several pounds of chocolate unless you are diabetic, the only real damage you may receive is a much higher number on your scale after the holidays, and the conviction that your clothing has been steadily shrinking while hanging in the dark of your closet. In a minute or two, we're going to be hearing an interview with Wendy Campbell, who is a groomer at a pet value store in Peterborough, Ontario, 
and she's going to be talking to us about toys that are appropriate to the size and maybe even the breed of your dog. Before that, though, we're going to hear a, a song called Tennis Balls. The author is A. Nani Mouse, in other words, unknown, but the tune, even with me singing it, is one that I think you will recognize. That bring great joys tucked away neath a tree. But we only want one thing this Christmas. Oh, we're hopeful and so thankful. Just imagine our glee when on every couch cushion we see tennis balls. Tennis balls. program, Wendy. Thanks for doing this with us. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Now, you're a groomer, but I know that you know a lot about uh, dog toys and that sort of thing, and I should mention that Pet Value is the uh, store that uh, sponsors the um, annual walk for dog guides for Lions Foundation of Canada each year. So, um, I thought it might be interesting if we kind of uh, explored some of the toys for... Um, do, do you think, for example, that um, there are toys that are more appropriate to certain breeds? Absolutely. Yep. Um, the toys are made um, stronger or softer, um, and then according to a small dog to a large dog, their biting or chewing habits are different. And so they definitely need a different style toy. Mhm. I uh, my first dog, uh, guide dog, was a um, golden retriever, and they're a fairly big dog, as you know. But I was surprised 
when uh, she took so well to a fluffy frisbee. I don't know what you really call those things, but uh, she used to go to sleep sucking on that thing. Is that unusual? Um, no, they, um, a lot of the fluffier toys, they find them to be a comfort. Um, some dogs might do the same type of thing with a blanket. So um, there are toys made um, for that purpose that the fluffy teddy bears um, and some uh, and that type of thing that um, the dogs find that a comfort. So um, they'll become attached to that specific toy. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't go for all dogs in that particular breed, does it, eh? No, they, definitely not. It's all individual. Some dogs uh, prefer a harder toy, and that's the toy they carry around all the time, and other dogs, it's a, a fluffy toy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the toys that my current dog has is one that um, it, uh, it doesn't really squeak when you roll it, but it uh, it does make noise, almost like uh, someone uh, speaking, but he doesn't seem to play with that a lot. Do you find that um, that, uh, that is a popular toy? Um, again, every the toys that uh, the squeakers are meant to keep the dog interested. Mm-hmm. The same with these other style toys that do make a sound. It's to help the dog, um, help keep the dog interested in promote play. Um, So again, it depends on the dog. I myself have a Cayman Terrier who will carry a ball, but he will not go and get it. Um, So it just depends on on every dog because they all have their own personality and what attracts them. Yeah. Okay. Um, So do you think it's a a case of trial and error? Oh, absolutely. Um, When you get a dog and you start getting different toys, you'll be um, purchasing different styles of toys and ones that are that make sound and one that that don't just to find what interests your your pet the most yeah and um, to promote play or comfort or chewing and that type of thing mm-hmm. my current dog has a, a hedgehog I guess it is uh, he has had a, a hippopotamus <laughs> and uh it makes a sound very similar to a pig, and he absolutely loves it. Yep, and that, again, is a different type of sound than just a squeaker. Yeah. And so that is a type of noise that definitely interests your dog over um, uh, other types of toys. So, again, that, that's why he's more interested in something different, in it, and that's a sound that kind of piques his interest the most. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the toys that you get in, in a stocking, are they more for the smaller breeds? Um, they make stockings now um, for all size dogs um, for the Christmas season. So you'll get the smaller toys for those tiny little dogs, and then they have larger stockings with some of the bigger um, toys uh, geared towards the larger dogs that chew more and have a bigger bite, for sure. Ah, okay. Because I remember getting a, a stocking, and even my golden retriever, who was a very gentle dog, in uh, one of the toys in the stocking was a hot dog. And uh, in uh, 10 minutes, it was a pile of chips of rubber on, or whatever it's made of on the floor. Absolutely. So when you get um, items like that, it's good to check them out. Are they um, the type of toy and durable enough for your pet? 
Um, any of those types of toys, again, you shouldn't leave your pet unattended while they are using them, um, just for that reason, because you don't want the dog to ingest any of the pieces. Um, but again, um, you yeah, need to uh, kind of test the toys out yourself, make sure, because you get to know what, what your dog likes and what durability of toy you need mm -hmm. um, for them so that that doesn't happen. Is there a danger with uh, tug toys like ropes and that sort of thing? Um, there can be. Again, um, you shouldn't leave a pet unattended with a rope toy. Um, you can, um, they can come apart if the dog's left to work on it for the day, um, especially in a crate or if you crate your dog during the day, you shouldn't leave that type of toy in there because they could get it apart and have the strands loose and try to eat them. Now, the tug toys are great for when you're interacting with your dog to play uh, tug-of-war and um, get some of that energy out of them. Um, they're good as a de dental. They're good for teeth. But, again, you just don't want to leave them unattended with the, with the toy because it, it could come apart. Should you leave a, a dog alone with uh, the uh, Nylabone-type toys? Um, again, some of those uh, bones are good. You just need to make sure that it's the proper toughness. They do make different degrees of toughness of that uh, type of bone um, for your dog. And you need to make sure that it's, um, your dog doesn't get chunks off it. Because if your dog's getting chunks off it, you need something a little bit more durable. Uh -huh. But um, some people do without a problem, for sure. And what do you think of those, uh, I think they call them sterilized uh, beef bones that have the hole in the middle? Um, again, those types of things I would, um, under supervision, um, because you want to make sure that, again, um, they have had cases where dogs get their jaw, caught, the bone caught Ooh. over their jaw, um, but you need to, it can happen with anything, so you just need to make sure that they're um, supervised and when the, the, you take that away from the pet. Um, and not leave it with them necessarily for the day. Uh, something more solid without a hole in the middle would be better. Yeah, do you have any suggestions if uh, someone had to leave their dog for several hours? Do you have any suggestions as to toys? Absolutely. Um, there's different, again, Nylabone um, has different toughness. So, again, depending on the size of your dog, um, they, there's different types of the natural bones that um, you can uh, give to your pet that are durable. Again, you get to know your dog, and if they can get any pieces off that, you just want to be careful um, in leaving that with them for too long. Um, the, there's uh, the type of toys you can put treats in to keep them occupied. That's to help keep them busy while you're away, make some work to get the treat out. Um, you can get the types of toys that um, you can put a bit of peanut butter or something in for the same purpose. They're a hard rubber. Um, and again, it's just to keep the dog interested and busy, especially for dogs that may have separation anxiety. It gives them something to do while you're out. So are, are there um, particular toys that you recommend for people with, with uh, bigger dogs, uh, say, that are coming in to you for the first time? They've just got a guide or a service dog. Are, are there particular toys that you would recommend that they give a try? Um, yes, definitely. Um, any uh, stuffed toys are great. Um, for play, um, a good ball, um, a good uh, ball the size for your pet is perfect um, to throw and play fetch. 
Um, and then um, uh, I'm always going to a good Kong toy <laughs> is always good, um, mm-hmm. or a toy that you can, of hard rubber that you can put a little bit of something in to keep them busy is always good. Yeah, and so would you, if you put something into the toy, would you take that out of their regular mealtime allowance? Absolutely. Any treats that you give your pet, you should always adjust their mealtime accordingly just to make sure that they don't become overweight over time. All right. Is there anything else that I've missed that you might want to pass along about uh, toys for Santa to bring? Uh, Yes, there's um, good dental toys out there for the dental health of the pet. And, um, again, just uh, any uh, treats are always great. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're leaving your dog... If, if you're giving your dog a, a toy, you should maybe try to be around if you can to, to kind of, yeah, supervise. Yeah, absolutely. Always supervise them when they have their toys so you know how they interact with them. Yeah. All right. Uh, unless you have anything else, I think that's it. No, that's great. Okay, Devin. Okay, thanks very much for doing this, Wendy. No problem. Have a great day. Well, that'll just about do it for this half hour. Everybody seems to take a few days at this time of year to celebrate. So Frankie and I will wish you Feliz Navidad, Bon Natale, Joyeux Noel, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and Happy Holidays as well as a Merry Christmas. Whatever you happen to be doing, and we will hope that you get everything you are looking for and all the best of health and happiness in the coming year. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good holiday, and we'll go out now with the Billy Mayo Quintet. And I Want a Dog for Christmas from 1948. Talk to you next year on the third Friday of January. Bye for now. I want a dog for Christmas, not just a toy dog. I want a real life boy dog I want a dog for Christmas Won't someone listen to my plea? I want a dog for Christmas A pup or grown dog As long as he's my own dog Give me a dog for Christmas and see how happy I will be. I'd like to nerd him for a cocker, a setter for a scotty, a poodle for a giant saint I'd like a black and white Dalmatian, like in our fire station. A shepherd coon would be a faithful god. I want a dog.